The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. After hearing more than 10 hours of public testimony, a bill that would give public money to private schools is still not up for a vote in the Texas House. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. The committee hearing this testimony left it on the table. And listen to people speak on the bill to fund education saving accounts. This would open the door to school vouchers. Among those testifying, an Austin school board member, Lynn Boswell, saying the idea of using public money to help parents send their kids to private schools is alarming, especially for districts struggling to pay their staff. Someone earlier mentioned the problems this bill might cause. I'll tell you the problems I see in my own community from the underfunding. Teenage lifeguards in Austin are being paid more this summer than our lowest paid hourly workers. Um, We have people who commute an hour to drive buses because they can't afford to live in our city. The House's plan is similar to a bill that already passed the Senate, but there are some key differences here. The Senate's plan would give parents $8,000 for private or homeschool expenses. The House version would give almost 30% more at $10,300. The Senate's bill limits the money to only current public school students. The House allows students in already in private school to get some money, about $5,000. First warning weather with meteorologist Sean Kelly. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. We start off your day here with temperatures area-wide in the state into the 50s and 60s. A cold start once again, but we've got another beautiful day heading our way. Look at these temperatures climb back up into the mid and upper 70s, a few degrees warmer than what we dealt with yesterday under almost a full-on sunny sky as we make our way through the later part of the evening temperatures still into the mid and upper 80s tomorrow morning waking up to some 50s out there it'll be one last chilly morning and then we rise back up into the 80s so we continue to deal with a nice warming trend as we head into the weekend starting off your morning looking downtown right now looking fantastic dealing with clear conditions but we'll be watching this all morning long i am expecting another morning with some patchy areas of some fog some of which could be on the dense side dealing with the winds transitioning over the next 12 to 18 hours out of the south and east. They've been in the northeast, out of the northeast, and that's been giving us the comfortable conditions, the low humidity. But as you can see here, as we head into tomorrow and then Friday, winds start to really get gusty out of the south. What that will do is not only warm us up, but it's going to increase the humidity. We'll see a large spike in that humidity, but then a big drop into the later part of Saturday. That will be behind our cold front and also our next chance of rain. Now that chance of rain is lowering a little bit here with some of the latest model guidance. We'll talk about more of that coming up in First Warning Weather. Good, thank you, Sean. Department of Public Safety troopers, they are continuing to help Austin police patrol city streets. Some critics are raising concerns while officers say they are seeing real results. KXN's Brianna Hall is tracking down this initiative since it launched about two weeks ago and has an in-depth look at what is working. And kind of shocked, which is the main problem. Nelson Linder uh, is the president of the Austin chapter of the NAACP. He thinks the community should have gotten to weigh in before the city made the decision about the DPS patrols. We're very much into accountability here with police officers. So you bring in a DPS who you don't know, 
They don't know you. As city council members, we need to really understand the depth of their operations. Council member Mackenzie Kelly supports the DPS initiative, but wants a clearer picture on the patrol plan. What are some of their um, areas of interest in the city? As council awaits a briefing on the DPS partnership to take place next week, APD Assistant Chief Jeff Greenwald says APD meets weekly with DPS to locate violent crime hotspots around town. We give them that information, ask them to go to that area and have an increased presence to help deter uh, that activity. Affidavits we reviewed Tuesday showed several arrests in the Riverside and Runberg neighborhoods. Greenwald says APD asked DPS to help primarily with with traffic stops for things like speeding to prevent deadly accidents, responding to crashes so drivers can get help more quickly, and patrolling those violent crime areas. If they haven't seen a police officer in a while and there's a perception that there's not enough cops on the street, they're going to feel more emboldened. Greenwald says shootings and stabbings have already decreased in the last two weeks. Linder is looking forward to next week's briefing and hopes to learn how DPS is making sure to connect with the community it's protecting. Not being familiar with DPS and their culture, and them not being familiar with the community, especially black and brown people, that in itself is, is, is something that we're very concerned about. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. APD tells us it did talk to troopers about making connections with the community. And we've asked DPS for updated numbers on the arrests and the citations made by troopers, but we're still waiting to hear back from the department. Looking back, though, at the first five days of the operation, troopers made nearly 1,600 traffic stops. They also, also issued 765 citations and made 83 arrests. The final design to replace the Uvalde Elementary School, where a gunman shot and killed 19 children, and two teachers is unveiled. In one of the renderings, you see a tree in the middle of the screen and it sits outside a giant glass window. The Valdi CISD Moving Forward Foundation says it's a tribute to the lives lost. So when, you, when you're looking uh, from the outside into the inside of the campus, into the library, you'll see a, a large uh, tree structure uh, that'll have uh, two main branches representing the, the teachers who passed has, and then 19 other branches that will rec uh, re the, be the, the children. Uh, we've been able to design and now construct a school so that uh, the, the students and the teachers can get back into um, a, a second, third, fourth grade school um, a lot sooner than they could have uh, had they gone through the more traditional process. The school board is now going to look over the plan and finalize it next Monday. Well, the state is one step closer to getting rid of the clock change twice a year. The House gave its approval to permanently stay on daylight saving time. So this means it would permanently, permanently be the time that it is right now. Uh, it's on for a vote in the Senate now, and if it passes, the governor has to sign it, and then Congress needs to approve it. There are 19 different bills about daylight saving time filed this session alone. How you could get easier access to medical marijuana, the Texas bill that could receive final approval today. And the star test is redesigned. What you can expect as it moves online. Good morning, a live look outside at downtown Austin. Lit up as we kick off your Wednesday, dark and early. Hope you're enjoying maybe a warm cup of coffee or some tea, a little peace and quiet before the day really gets going. 
I want to tell you about this. Today, the Texas House could give its final approval on a plan to expand the Texas Compassionate Use Program. This is a bill that would expand access to medical marijuana, and the change would allow some doctors to prescribe low THC weed to patients with chronic pain. It would give Texans an alternative to the opioid prescriptions. The program already allows treatment for epilepsy, cancer, PTSD, and other conditions. And as of now, more than 50,000 Texans are registered in the program. It's a medicine. It, it helps. It's not just for what other people think it's for. In New Mexico, the worker that you just heard from there in this marijuana dispensary says about 40% of customers come from Texas a year after sales were legalized. New Mexico collected $27 million in taxes while businesses made over $300 million in sales. There are still penalties, of course, for people who take marijuana across state lines. A $1 tool that could help people find out if fentanyl is in their drugs. If you have ever lost anything really, you know, weird while traveling, or at least you thought it wasn't, and you put it in your suitcase, and maybe in a new museum, the unusual ins and outs of what people are carrying and what is now their lost luggage. Back-to-back -back games, Texas and Texas State. Longhorns won in San Marcos. Bobcats trying to even it up in Austin last night. I've got it for you coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, another look outside. It's a bit of a chilly start, not terrible though, and some gorgeous weather ahead as we start your Wednesday. Sean Kelly is here tracking what you can expect. Uh, a lot of students heading off to school this morning, and you can really say goodbye to your Scantrons, bubbling in your answers. This year, the STAR test, moving online. It starts next week already. Cakes News and Bill Romana shows us what you can expect with the redesigned test. As a teacher in Austin ISD. Whether you like STAR or hate STAR, you kind of, you know you have to prepare for it. Eric Ramos enjoys teaching his students new things. Oftentimes they know it, we just got to make sure that they can show it in the, the way that the state judges them. The state of Texas assessments of academic readiness test or STAR is the test that gauges how students are learning and this year it's going online. That really is an opportunity for us as a state to look at how students are doing. Lily Locks with the Texas Education Agency says students will be introduced to new online question formats, cross-curricular reading passages, and an evidence-based writing assessment. Hopefully, again, allow students to more show what they know, and they also allow for partial credit, which is another exciting development that is more like the classroom. Starting this year, no more than 75% of points on a STAR test can be based on multiple choice questions. The remaining questions will allow for written answers. Has no individual student level consequences, so we really want students and other folks to relax and do their best. Uh, but it is an important barometer for us as a state about how we're doing and for individual districts. Rachel Mead with Study.com says there are some advantages to moving online. First and foremost is the student gets to focus on a particular question at a time rather than being overwhelmed with a whole entire test booklet or even a whole entire section. Even though it's moving online, writing out problems or taking notes can help. So it's really important for both students and parents to encourage them, still write out your work, show those steps so that you're not making any mental errors. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. 
the TEA tells us if there is some sort of tech problem like lost power, the test can be taken on a different day. And as we go in depth on this, there have been calls for changes to the STAR test. Often the concerns for parents and special interest groups focus on the weight that the test carries. In October, the group Raise Your Hand Texas highlighted results of a survey. 15,000 people responded here. The biggest suggestion, remove all the high stakes consequences for students like needing to pass the test to graduate, reduce the number of star tests to align with federal testing, and expand the scope of the A through F accountability ratings for school. Additionally, limit the weight of star tests in school accountability ratings. Okay, Sally, uh, to a strange story mm -hmm. here, and I want to start here. Have you ever um, lost anything maybe unusual that you were traveling with? I've never lost my baggage. What oh, about you? Okay, no. No, no, no luggage been, lost. I've but lucky. <laughs> if you are unlucky and you did lose your bag, well, it's likely at the Unclaimed Baggage Museum. There is one in Scottsboro, Alabama. It opens at the end of the month. So it's new and it displays more than 70 of the most oh. curious and unusual items found in lost luggage. The unclaimed baggage store is behind the idea. It's taken in bags for over 50 years. So there's something like it, but not a museum. Two travelers who visited the store for the first time got a sneak peek and say um, it, was, it was pretty interesting what was found. It is amazing. I can't believe the age of some of the stuff and that people don't claim it, that they leave it behind. That just, that amazes me. And they may not want to claim it after they see that everybody else has seen what's in their luggage. Opening day for the museum is Friday, April the 21st. Lots of things. There's a snake, there's masks, and some really weird things I can't even describe right now. Some people are too, embarrassed, right too embarrassed. But uh, I guess, were they making money off of all the like, lost <laughs> items? And yeah, so they sell it. Them? So yeah, there's this um, wow. store that goes and, and gets all of the lost luggage and then take it to another store and then they sell it there. And then this is just a museum for some of the most unusual items that I guess they don't want to sell okay. or that don't sell. Okay. Who wouldn't mm -hmm. want that beautiful mask? Who wouldn't? Why, you need, we need to start putting trackers in, in our luggage. This yeah. is just such a big Some deal. Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, let's get you outside. Hey, maybe you're getting ready to head to the airport. We've got quiet conditions. Air quality forecast for today is looking excellent. We've got plenty of sunshine to look forward to as we start off your Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Look at this gorgeous view looking towards downtown Austin. It's another kind of crisp start to the morning. Temperatures into the 40s and 50s, 54 degrees here in Austin. Dealing with calm winds and the calm winds that we're seeing and still with a little bit of that moisture and uh, that soil mo moisture from the rain last week will give us a little bit of some patchy fogs. So we'll have to watch out for that in the next few hours. But look at this. By 11 a.m. we're into the upper 60s, low 70s by 1 p.m. We've got a terrific day, but yeah, starting off a bit chilly. Look at at you, San Saba, 46 degrees. Jacket weather there from Lano into Fredericksburg, Blanco, 51 in Lockhart. Across the state, we are quiet, rain-free, no major issues. And in fact, we're dealing with a pretty quiet weather pattern here through the next few days. And I even lowered the rain chances, unfortunately, that we're expecting towards the end of the week. So here's the play-by-play -play as we head into the day tomorrow. Still plenty of sunshine. We start to see a little bit more clouds and some showers out towards the west. And then Friday evening into the overnight, a low 10% chance of a shower or two, mainly east of Austin. Here comes our cold front that will be pushing through into Saturday evening. This will be the best chance of rain this week, but it's a low, I mean, 20% chance. That means 
80% of the viewing area will be dry. You can look at it that way. Higher likelihood that you won't see any rain as that rain pushes out towards the east. Houston-Galveston area, if you're traveling out there into southeastern Texas, Louisiana, that's where you will see some good soaking rain. But for us, unfortunately, we're just going to kind of miss out on this event. And then a beautiful Sunday for all the racers for the Cap 10K and any of your outdoor events, whether it's brunch. Looking at the rainfall forecast, yeah, not that much. A few hundredths of an inch of rain. Highest totals again down towards the south and east. I have some fresh pollen numbers for you for today. Mold and grass increasing in the medium category. Still dealing with oak, mulberry, tree allergens in full swing. We got to deal with willow and ash as well. So don't forget the allergy medicine. 79 degrees and sunny, very light winds again today out of the east, but then transitioning more out of the east-southeast overnight and that will set the stage for warming conditions and also increasing humidity and clouds and those rain chances into Saturday a beautiful Sunday ahead. Looks good. Thank you, Sean. There is $1 tool that could help people find out if fentanyl is in their drugs. It's illegal right now in Texas, but soon this could change. Very soon with the Texas House voting to legalize fentanyl testing strips. The bill will now head over to the Senate. Uh, lawmakers say they expect to see support there too. Had great conversations, bipartisan conversations and bicameral conversations. So in both chambers of the legislature, and we think there's broad support for this common sense policy that can save people's lives. Governor Abbott has indicated he would sign the bill into law if it gets to his desk. The Williamson County Sheriff's Office says it arrested two people in connection with a deadly fentanyl poisoning. In January, Georgetown High School student Leighton Irvins, Ivins, I should say, died. At the time, his father told us it was the first time his son tried a drug with fentanyl and was unintentional. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Texas and Texas State wrapping up a two-game home-and-home series. Longhorns won on Monday in San Marcos. Series moving to UFC Dishfolk Field on Tuesday. No score in the first, and Dylan Campbell changes that. Campbell goes deep. His home run gives Texas a one to nothing lead. Then Cedar Park's own Ryder Hernandez with the great squeeze bunt right there. And that ties the game at one. So with former Texas State coach and Longhorn player and assistant coach Ty Harrington talking to the guys at LHN. Mitchell Daly unloads on a home run. So Texas is up two to one. But Horns can't hold the lead. And then Cade O'Bannon, he was an out away from getting out of trouble. The Dripping Springs product making his Longhorn debut. But that is Chase Mora with the go-ahead RBI in the fifth inning. Fifth inning was big. August Ramirez, a two-run, two-out, pinch-hit double. And from there, Bobcats cruise. So Texas State, just like last year, they win in Austin. Longhorns win in San Marcos. And now Texas with some much-needed rest. That's five games in five days. They'll take today off, get ready tomorrow, and then head to Waco as they open a series with Baylor on Friday. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. Time is running out. Tax day now less than a week away, but many have yet to file, and this can be complicated. It can be tedious, but there is some free help out there. Yeah, I have more on a free tax service here in Austin and all over Central Texas that says it helped secure more than a billion dollars in refunds last year for more than a million taxpayers nationwide.
Why offer this kind of service? Um, why is the AARP doing this? There are other services, but what is special about this one? So AARP Foundation Tax Aid is really focused to provide in-person and virtual tax assistance across the country to those individuals um, who are primarily over age 50 and with low to moderate income. And is it really free? I mean, I know that when you see free from a lot of things, you that's really the first question that you ask. Is this is this actually a free service? Right. It actually is free. We, um, we ARP Foundation um, provides the service, and and we do um, in conjunction with AE with um, IRS as well. But um, it is a free program, and it's volunteer based. So all of our sites have trained volunteers who are also IRS certified to be able to prepare the returns. And Lynette, since you are an expert in this field, do you see that a lot of people just don't have a trusted source to go and to help them with taxes? Um, that that can be the case, and we can be there to be their their um, trusted source. We see that a lot of individuals come to us, maybe that are recently widowed or widower, where the um, you know the partner or the spouse that was handling you know most of the tax preparation over the years is no longer there, so they're just needing that support, and we provide that support to them, and we prepare their return you know for them. They come in, they sit down with one of our volunteers, complete an intake sheet, and by the time they leave. Um, they have a completed return in their hand and we electronically file it later on with the IRS. And I think it's important that you mentioned that this is free because there are other mm -hmm. tax services out there that are, are not free and some, you know, charge a lot of money to file and prepare taxes. Right. And we're there to really, you know, ensure that, you know, people, you know, they've worked hard for their money and with inflation and other um, situations going on, we're finding many uh, older Americans really are finding it hard to make ends meet. And we just want them to to have that extra money in their hands. And that's why we're there to help them prepare the returns for free. Great. So we'll link that information on to our website, kxan.com. Lynette Levy and Weber, Vice President of Tax and Credits at AARP Foundation. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.